0: before you this morning. We thank you for the privilege, for the opportunity to be able to be together in your presence. Alaba a Dios. Alaba a Dios, Lord. We could just sing all morning. We thank you for this privilege, Lord. We thank you that we can enter boldly into your presence, God. We, we, We don't want in any way to underestimate how incredible it is that the God of the universe, the God that spoke the planets into existence also said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst, Lord. We we thank you for your presence, Lord. Every one of us here this morning, we come together from a different place in life, Lord. All of us have different things on our minds, on our hearts, Lord. Burdens weighing us down, responsibilities, Lord. But now we come before you as we dig into your word this morning. I ask that you would give us a focus, Lord, that you would Speak through me with with clarity, Lord. Let me be out of the way and let your word penetrate the minds and the hearts of everyone here, Lord. And God, that we wouldn't just learn more things about you, more stories about you, Lord, but we we would come to know you more, Lord, that every time we spend any time together worshiping you, praying to you, studying your word, Lord, that we we would be changed in some way. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, you know, Mike and that whole crew is still over in Israel. So I get to preach for two weeks in a row. And so what did I decide to do? I opened up a topic of the seven ams of Jesus. So this is a study that really should take place over 10 weeks, and I'm going to crunch it into two, okay? And this is the number two week. So buckle up. Translator, are you ready? We're going to move fast. We've got a lot to get through. But just a little review so we can catch up to where we we left off last week. Remember, we started in Exodus. And you know the story. God's people are enslaved in Egypt. Moses leaves. Egypt, he's wandering in the wilderness, he's out there for about 40 years, developing a new life, building a new life, and he goes on a hike one day, and he finds this burning bush on top of a mountain. The bush is burning, but it's not being consumed. And he knows this is no ordinary burning bush. And suddenly he hears the voice of God, Moses, take off your shoes because you are standing on holy ground. And so God begins to speak to Moses and tells him, I want you to go back to Egypt because I have seen the affliction of my people. I have heard their cries and I am concerned with their well being. And it's important that we always grasp that, that we always remember that, that, you know, we don't just worship a God that's just kind of out there that set the planets in motion and then is uninvolved, but God has seen their affliction. He has heard their cry and he is concerned with their well-being. That's the same God we're worshiping this morning. He sees where we are. He hears our cry when we cry out to him and he is concerned with our well-being. And so Moses is, is a little unsure about this. He's like, you know, when I left Egypt, they were trying to kill me and I didn't leave on the greatest of terms. And not only that, I'm not even sure my people are going to accept me because I grew up as an Egyptian there, not a Hebrew. God convinces him, nope, you're the one. You're the one I've chosen. And Moses says, well, say I get there, and I tell the people I'm here to lead you into freedom, and they say, who sent you? And God said, tell them I am sent you. He said, I am that I am. And that's it. That's it. Not I am Da, da, da. I am. I am. I am everything. I am the beginning and the end. I am the one that exists now, that has always existed and will always exist. I am. I am everything. Yahweh, the name of God. And that name became so revered, so holy, that that Jews actually would not even pronounce the name I am. They would always figure out other ways to say uh, what they wanted to say without ever putting together I am. In fact, it's pretty funny over the centuries, uh, linguists have, have had a lot of trouble. We, we pronounce it Yahweh. We think that's the pr- correct pronunciation, but many linguists aren't sure because it, it fell out of the Jewish language for so long that people simply forgot what the pronunciation was. But I am Yahweh came to lead his people out of slavery in Egypt and into freedom. And then we fast forward to John 8, and here's Jesus, and he's having a conversation with some Pharisees and some other Jews. And the conversation turns into an argument, and and it was a rather intense argument. Read later in John 8. It's pretty intense. Jesus was a pretty intense arguer. It wasn't a light discussion. And you know, he we all seen the picture, and we had this idea of Jesus as this kind of gentle, kind, cuddly, soft Messiah. We've all probably seen the paintings. You know, every time you see a painting of Jesus, it's, it's this flowing, soft hair, and these blue eyes, and he's, he's kneeling in a pasture and petting sheep or something, right? And probably he did pet sheep at some point. I don't know. And all those things are true, right? Jesus was kind and merciful and approachable. Even the little children could come to him. But yet he was a bit more dynamic than that. He was very intense. And he's having this intense argument where he's talking to them about when Moses led the Jews out of slavery into the wilderness. And God provided manna out of heaven and all these things. And Jesus is saying these things like, I'm like the manna out of heaven. And they get into this argument and Abraham. And they said, well, we're sons of Abraham. Who do you think you are? And it gets to the point, you know, Jesus says, listen, if I, if I spoke like you and just agreed with everything you guys were saying, I would be a liar like you are. You know, the argument went there. He's calling them liars. And then they said, Jesus said, Abraham, your father, he rejoiced to see my day and was glad. And the Jews said, that's a weird statement. What a You're not even 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? And Jesus made this statement. He says, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was, I am. That's it. I am. And the Jews knew exactly what he was saying and the significance of it. Because the next verse says, they picked up stones to stone him, but he hid himself away and fled. You don't say that. But yet here's this man in their presence saying all these things incredible wild things, and then he says,